If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly. Looking out. On the morning rain I used to feel So uninspired oh, That's Ree, Aretha Franklin Carol King wrote this I had to face another day Lord, it made me feel So tired Now do I understand that? Before the day I met you I, I get it so Yeah That is a classic. Ladies and gentlemen, we're here at WABC Talk Radio 77. Jacqueline Carlson, you know, I heard you uh, going through a, a story yes. about COVID. Yeah. I was a little shocked. Yeah. We have passed a, surpassed a very grim milestone. Over one million Americans have died from COVID as of yesterday, May 4th. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and that's just Americans. It's like about 15 million worldwide. In New York, COVID-19 hospitalizations surpassed 2,000 for the first time since February. The highly contagious subvariants of COVID are triggering appeals for renewed caution from local and national officials. Just this week, New York City jumped from a low to a medium risk level. And you now everybody's wondering what's it going to take to go to a high risk level. So we have Dr. Ashwin Vassan explains what needs to happen for the risk level to move to high. And now be hospitalizations, we see a slight increase on bed occupancy. We're relatively stable. Both of those would have to jump up to a higher, a significantly higher level for us to move into a higher risk category. So, yeah, over 2000 New Yorkers were hospitalized with COVID, and that's up almost 150 percent since April 1st. Wow. Incredible. Yeah, it's you know, I don't want to be an alarmist because a lot of these uh a lot of people are, you know, they have mild cases. It's like it's it's somewhat endemic, you know, but like the flu or cold. But if you have underlying conditions, as you know. As I know very well. If you have underlying yes. conditions, this thing can be awful. And the effects, the after effects can stay with you for months. Right. And longer. We were like COVID twins. <laughs> yeah, we, we had COVID at the same time, right. Yeah, you got a Christmas Eve, I got a Christmas Eve Eve. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, you know, so thank you for that report. You know, this is a story that I want to know more about. Yeah. I'm not hearing anything about it. And I'm not suggesting that we do it. I'm just suggesting that it's odd to me that we're not hearing anything about it. This David Chappelle attack. Oh, yeah, I did that story. No, I know. I'm, I'm saying I want to know what what was the motivation of this guy. We don't know what motivated no. him to do that. How did he get in with a gun? 
Well, that not only that, the gun, it was I don't know if it was an actual gun, but that it did have a knife take to it. Right. And they're saying, how did this guy get into the Hollywood Bowl with that on him and get up to the stage? Right. So after we get the after we get the Will Smith slap down to Chris Rock. Mm-hmm. By the way, he's going to be uh, Will Smith. I guess is finished meditating in India. And he's going to be a guest on David Letterman. Oh, soon. I just read that. But so, but this thing stayed around for weeks. And some of the memes, by the way, from that are so hysterical. I don't know whether you've seen the meme of Will Smith slapping Jar Jar silly. No, but it's out there. Um, and so, anyway, but this guy, this perp, goes up on stage, does this. He gets his arm broken, and then the story gets zippered up, and we hear no more about this guy's motives. It's just odd. It's very odd. Well, we don't. You know, this could be that they don't want to. Re- his he his name, by the way, is twenty three year old Isaiah Lee, and he's been charged with assault. Um, but they are, you know, they're still investigating. You don't know if he was mentally ill, if there was some motive behind the attack, but I'm sure something will come out. I mean, it just happened. Uh, we'll see. Oh, okay. oh, you have something, a reason you think we won't find out? Yes, I do. Okay. All right. I have a suspicion. A suspicion? Do you want to tell me what nope. it is or you want to no, keep no, it? No, 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 no. But I will tell you this. <clears throat> it doesn't, because if what I suspect is behind this, it doesn't fit a narrative that the left would like. And I'll just go, that's all I'll say about it. I like it when you're mysterious. And if it happens, I'll let you know what that narrative is. If okay. we don't hear anything about this in another two weeks or so, I'll tell you. Okay, then. All right. I appreciate it. And Thanks meanwhile, we'll me. keep our eyes on this COVID thing because we do, look, we cannot afford another lockdown in New York. We can't. I I just don't feel like there is going to be one. Okay. But that's, you know, that's just me. Okay. Hope you're right. <laughs> I always am right. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> what woman isn't? Right. Uh, w- WABC Talk Radio. That's right. WABC Talk Radio 77. Let's head to the telephones and start with Chris in Orange County. Chris, welcome. How are you this afternoon? That's right. Come off the speakerphone. We got a second. We got we just brought you down. Give you time to come off the speaker. Now we're going to bring you up. How are you doing, Chris? Hey, hey, Bo. Listen, uh, first of all, I love what you do there, brother. Thank but, you. Uh, I, I, wanted to, I wanted to comment on, uh, you know, I, I'm, I didn't get the whole story, but I heard about these people saying, F your Jesus. Right. Now, I would, I would like to contribute some money to have these same people go protest maybe in North Africa or, you know, a Middle Eastern country and, and go yell at people and say, F your Muhammad. Oh, and <laughs> that's what <might> Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what? You know what? They know better, and they would never do it because because we tolerate so much here that these leftists think that. And so here's what happened. If you just heard this story, a Christian that was at that at um, one of these protests started, you know, reciting his started preaching the gospel. I guess that's the best way to say it. And these left wing protesters actually said to him, "I don't believe you're Jesus." F your Jesus. They use the word. F your Jesus. This is the level of respect that these these protesters have. And then they, as they're surrounding him, they're saying, where's your God now? Where's your God now? Doesn't that sound like 
that sounds like interesting because that sounds like something that one of the people on the cross said. Right? Remember that? Yes. He's not the I'm, one that ended up in paradise that day. Well, I'm taking up a collection to send these people over there to do their protest and see what happens. Thank you. I appreciate the call so much. Let us go to uh, Edison, New Jersey. Andy, welcome. How are you? Hi, hi, Bo. I, I really enjoy your show. Just three quick points. Uh, the, the point I told you, call screener, is that um, the irony of Roe, uh, who was Norma McCorvey, who, who, who took this case to the Supreme Court, the actual lawyers did, she actually had that baby, and she became a pro, uh, pro-lifer before she died. Right. And uh, th- that's the first thing. I think a lot of people don't know that. But also, the Democrats will just keep um, distracting and diverting, and CRT is part of that. I'm not a biologist. It's part of that. This is part of that because there's no accomplishments. Okay, last point. You got to make it quick. We got to go to a break really fast. Yes. The, the, the further we get away from God, the worse this all gets. Amen to that. We will be right back. Bo Snurdly's Rush Hour coming right back. Rush. This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Bo Snurdly on 77 WABC. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurdly. This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush. Rush. All the notes bring us back on WABC. We have the honor of having with us. Now, the word hero gets thrown out. It gets used so many ways by so many people. When you meet a real hero, when you know a real hero, it's almost you just feel, wow. And we have one on the line. He's Congressman Brian Mast. And I have cont- – Congressman, you're in your third term already. It's almost hard to believe. Yeah, time flies. I am in my third term. I can't believe how long I've known you. Forget about Congress, how long I've known you. <laughs> right. Right. You know, you are always going to be – And look, I I'm, I'm, don't want to embarrass you, but you're always going to be a hero to me. What you did – look, you lose two limbs. You lose your legs. I don't know – if I would have had the mental strength to get up and carry on the way that you have to continue to serve this nation the way that you do and to continue to work as hard as you do with without regard to one of the things that you haven't done, and I'll just brag on you, you haven't gone to Congress and all of a sudden you turn into a multimillionaire. You still yep. live in your, the neighborhood that you represent in Fort Pierce, Florida with your family. Right. And and what the service that you've given this country has been amazing. So, by the way, happy Cinco de Mayo for you, Thank to you. you. Yeah. Your, your, uh, is it your maternal parents that, that were immigrants from Mexico? Yeah. So my father's Dutch. My mother Mexican. My mother passed. She passed just before I was elected in 16. But, uh, you know, so half Dutch, half Mexican. Amazing. Well, what are you... We are going through this period of time now, Congressman, with the leak of were you surprised that this this draft of what may be a decision on Roe v. Wade was actually leaked? 
No, can, let me let me tell you a true story from last week on this exact issue. So I don't know if you saw everything that happened on Capitol Hill last week, but on Thursday, I sit on the Foreign Affairs Committee. We had Secretary of State Blinken telling us lies about things going on around the globe from Afghanistan to China to Ukraine. At the exact same moment on Capitol Hill, you had the Homeland Security chief liar, Mayorkas, that was out there telling lies about what's happening on the, or rather not telling what's happening on the border, but telling lies. At the exact same time, you had CDC on Capitol Hill telling lies. And this is also the exact same time that they, that they talked about their disinformation governance ministry board, whatever it is. All of this happened at the exact same time. And I said at that moment to my staff, I said, they are trying to bury all of their bad news with one moment on Capitol Hill, and they're going to come out with something next week that totally distracts from all of this. And sure as hell, what do we see Monday, them coming out with these leaks on this? I think this was entirely planned, certainly well beyond Monday and Tuesday, certainly well beyond last week, Thursday. So that's that's what I saw, and that's what I think. Wow. Do you think that this is going to successfully intimidate the court? Do you think that there's a possibility that uh, the court will be so shaken? I know today that some of these leftists say that they're going to be protesting at the homes of the people they have termed extremist judges. Uh, Congressman, do you think this is going too far? Are we we headed down? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I think their protests at their homes is absolutely going too far. Is it something that I don't necessarily expect out of the left? Of course not. We know to expect anything out of them. But truthfully, if anything, I think that this leak is actually strengthening what is going on here. And here's why. Because you see, they're giving us time to see all of these old opinions by Joe Biden and things that that Ruth Bader Ginsburg used to say and other justices used to say and really actually presenting a moment where all of these other opinions that that may not have be actually voiced in this opinion that that'll be forthcoming but other opinions that have been made say see these other people were talking about this as well so don't go out there and try to pretend like this is some unfounded thing but but even beyond that I just want to speak above the the Supreme Court and talking about giving back states' rights. This is about abortion. This is about whether it is okay to kill the most innocent creatures on the face of this earth. I've, I've had four of them, right? Four children. I've killed terrorists, and uh, I've been with my wife when she's, when she's had children, right? Mm-hmm. I know the difference between innocent and evil. These are not evil creatures. They're the most innocent ones. And and this is the thing that I challenge any leftist. When I go back to Capitol Hill next week, I will challenge any Democrat member of Congress. Just tell me, just tell me one simple thing. When is a life a life? And I bet you will not hear one member of Congress on the Democrat side dare to venture out and say, well, this is when a life is a life. They, they won't say it's because it has a heartbeat or because it has brain activity or because it's this trimester or because it's conception or anything else. They will not go out there and say when a life is a life because they, they know in their hearts that, that lives are actually worth defending, but they refuse to, to, to acknowledge that these children are actually lives. And that's how they try to, I guess, justify it to themselves that it's that it's okay to not uh, protect these lives. That's my opinion on it. And by the way, agree one hundred percent. 
I'm going to ask you one question, and then we'll we'll have to say goodbye because time's running out. But I saw an article in, I think it was the Washington Post, that said, okay, if Roe v. Wade is overturned, will this finally force Republicans to do more for the children? For instance, universal kindergarten care, cash payments to parents. I'm looking at this, I'm saying, what in the world is this? People know what they're doing with the exception of rape and other evils, people know what they're doing when they're engaging in adult behavior to make babies. When does it become the responsibility of everyone else to take care of your baby that you knowingly made? I don't get that. It, it doesn't. And, of course, look, this is the way that they're trying to distract already on the left. Well, if you want to believe in protecting life, well, then you have to believe in everything from cradle to grave provisions for any life out there. You're going to have to make sure to pay for the Gerber. You're going to have to pay for the diapers taxpayer because, you know, there's not free will out there. It's, you know, you're not having to be responsible for yourselves. God forbid that that actually happened. You're also going to have to be responsible for any medical care whatsoever. You know what? There's going to have to be a car to get a person to and from medical care. So you're probably going to have to buy a car for everybody. <laughs> you know, the list goes on. And it actually goes before that, right? They want to make sure that the taxpayer is responsible for somebody that has to go down to the gas station or 7-Eleven and buy a condom. It goes before the baby, and it goes uh, right clear to somebody's death. That's the way leftists believe that, that we should be looking at the world, that everything is somebody else's money, and that somebody else's money can be used to pay for other people's things. Congressman Brian Mast, my hero. Thank you for joining us today. Hope to have you back in the near future. And by the way, any time that you want to visit us, you know what you got to do is pick up the phone and call us. We'd love to hear from you always. Thank you. It's a deal, my friend. Take care. That's Congressman Brian Mast. Let us go to Joe in Long Island. We have time for just a few more calls. Thank you, Joe, for waiting. What's on your mind this afternoon? about the agitator and the instigator-in-chief, otherwise known as President Biden. I just think it's unfortunate that he chooses to, you know, use all this fear-mongering and scare tactics. When he referred to the MAGA crowd as being the most extreme, I have to ask, was it the MAGA crowd that vandalized and destroyed billions of dollars of private property like the leftist Antifa and Black Lives Matter thugs? Did the MAGA crowd burn down city after city across the country like the leftist Antifa and Black Lives Matter thugs? And also, when he was referring to the impending ruling by the Supreme Court, what on earth does the MAGA crowd have to do with it? Why did he make reference to them? Apparently, Biden hasn't gotten the memo that Trump supporters have no input into the deliberations of the Supreme Court. Well, you know what he did uh, forget? I mean, look, Joe Biden is forgetful, and let's just face it. So we may never get the answers to your question. One of the things that he did, he forgot to stay on script. He started talking about what happens when you abort a child, his words, abort a child. And the leftists, like, slapping their heads. You're not supposed to say child. Uh, you know, this guy is just, look, this is not the old Joe. Well, yes, it is. It's the older old Joe Biden that we knew, Mr. Gaff. And, you know, it's funny. There is more polling out today that shows if the election were held today, it's not even close. Trump would go all the way. We have time for a very quick call. You're going to have to make it quick, Margaret, because we are really running out of time, out of time very 
quickly, I wanted to get you in. What is the point you'd like to make, Margaret, from Ardsley? Well, I'm thinking of, I'm thinking about that judge that uh, was supposed to be killed in New Jersey, and they killed his son instead. And I'm very angry that they listed the addresses of, of six justices. And the fact that they only listed six and not nine points to the fact that I think this was planned. Mm-hmm. I don't think it, I, I don't even think that it could not even maybe it's not even a staff member that leaked it. Maybe they, they broke in like in uh, what do you call it? Watergate. Well, here's the I, thinking one that I don't know whether this was a break in or not. Look, the political had something to do with this, too. Let us not forget there was interaction and there was this did not happen in just one night. The Politico knew what was going on, and we're beginning to learn that this took at least some kind of negotiation between the Politico and whoever leaked this information. I don't know. Some people are speculating a justice. I would hate to think that. I still believe it might be a clerk of a justice. Some people are already tossing out names. I don't want to go down that road. Whatever it was, it was egregious. We do know that. All right, we're here Thursday. Tomorrow's Friday. And then, of course, the Saturday morning radio extravaganza at 7 o'clock on Saturday morning. So come with us tomorrow down this road of inquiry and excitement and discovery here. In the meantime, may God bless and protect each and every one of you and your families. James Golden, I'll be back tomorrow at 4 o'clock. Keep it right here on WABC. Cats and Night up next. Bye.